Jedi business, go back to your drinks. Hello, welcome to episode 129 of the Weekly Song Podcast. This is season 14. My name is Roger. Uh, my name is still not Roger. It's a joke I've made a million times before and I'm not going to stop making it until the end of the show. And that's Declan. And we have a uh, special guest with us today. Um, Fletcher James. Fletch, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, thank you. This is my uh, podcast cherry, so uh, go gentle. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly will. Um, how are you doing? How's how's things? Yeah, going uh, going going all right. Just uh, day to day in it, man. I uh, sent off a song yesterday. I've uh, been well. I was like, I, I committed to uh, releasing a song a month last month, and uh, this month has now passed. <laughs> so it's uh, a song every month and a week five weeks six weeks <laughs> it's like a month and a half yeah. let's just stretch it out just keep it's just gonna keep getting further and further apart but um yeah now i sent something off it's quite exciting so uh oh that's awesome so, big in the game so how, how have you been finding the challenge of like kind of sticking to that schedule and everything does it sort of like produce better results or how have you found it well i mean the thing for me is it's, it's almost a marketing challenge at this point where it's like i've got I've got loads of songs recorded and then I forget about all the other stuff that you have to do afterwards. It's like this song was done ages ago and then I was like, oh, I'd really like a nice cover photo for it. And instead of doing that like four months ago when I was like mixing the track, I decided to do it like two weeks ago when I needed to send it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, I just push it back. Um, but now I've got like loads of photos ready. So I've got like, cover art easily like available for the next like few releases and like i've got like just doing like press release like having a good template for it and then knowing places to send it and stuff like that like the, that was the actually difficult bit yeah <laughs> like the hardest part of putting music out is putting music out not making it i totally get that yeah it's a weird thing because you just like uh like everyone and given the right tools and like knowing a bit of how to play an instrument can write a song it's another game entirely of like getting it in places online where people will look at it and then shouting about it in just the right way that it piques everyone's interest which is uh yeah, yeah exactly which is why well, i just go to loads of open mics and just uh just waffle waffle at people i just beg them like and subscribe you know stuff like that um <laughs> and I, so, I know we're in this room together but please find me on the internet instead so fletch with the um with the february challenge i know that you and declan wrote a song together uh grow together it's called which we'll be listening to soon uh but did you do the entire sort of like 14 songs in february challenge or was that just a collab with declan like one off Oh no! I just joined in. I'm not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, that was just a one-off later on in the month, which uh, I did enjoy it though. We need to do that again at some point. Yeah, I kind of just came in as a bit of a like writing prompt. I think. I <laughs> uh, see. We've done that as well in previous seasons as well. That's always interesting. Up until the point where you flick open a book, and you think I'll write a lyric out of this sentence, and it just happens to be the most unusable sentence in the world. <laughs> definitely been there been a few ones like that uh but as roger alluded to uh the uh challenge this time on the weekly song podcast instead of writing a song a week was to write 14 songs throughout the whole of february 
which which we managed. I don't know how I managed it, but somehow I did manage it, and Roger managed it too. Just glad um, it's over just... now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a much less stressful uh, time presenting this time, except for the fact that we can't remember anything about what happened. Like, you are going to be invaluable, Fletch, later on when we talk about Grow Together. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what I had for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to jump into the songs. Uh, the first one we're going to listen to is called Glimpses, which is one of Declan's from February. Uh, what At what point in the month did you write Glimpses, Declan? I forget. Uh, this is song number three of the 14. Uh, it was written on the 8th of March. So, uh, 8th of March? Jesus Christ, I would be far behind. Um, it was written on the 8th of February. So, uh, at this point, I'm already running behind. Uh, which was not a good start. Uh, but, yeah, goes a little something <laughs> like this. Trust you in my I've given you glimpses But I always seem to Trust you in my I've given you glimpses But I always seem to hide Tell me your secrets Think I could trust you in my I've given you glimpses But I always seem to hide Nice, so that was uh, Glimpses uh, One of Declan's 14 songs written in February. I really like it. I mean, you know I really like it because we listened to it and it's going to be on the record we're making together. But uh, how did this one start off for you? That's something I don't know. Um, it started off with music and things. Um, no, it's started off with getting to the end of song number two, the two that I did last week, Another Foot of Open Piston, and just thinking like, well... I've just written the two kinds of songs that I normally write. 
damn, what am I going to do now? Uh, so it was just kind of um, thinking, well, what don't I normally do? Capos. I hate capos. I don't like using capos. I think it's a cheat most of the time, unless you're going for a very specific texture. Um, There's somebody listening to this who loves capos and they're crying now, Declan. You know that, right? Of, but yeah. Um, sorry. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just playing around with uh, that and playing around with... Um, guitar shapes higher up the next scene what would happen and the thing is obviously on a guitar frets closer up to the top so playing slightly weird shapes is a bit easier and it started off with that intro line which sounds really nice and complicated um it's not uh it's basically just an a chord with a few embellishments on it um but it's it was that and the first bit of the verse of do 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 just think because it was getting as well to the point obviously i'd written this on the eighth and i was already behind thinking like well i've just got to write songs now i don't have to think about them being clever or anything like i was trying to do with another foot of rope like just gotta be like nuts and bolts songwriting uh so essentially it ended up coming out as a song built out of one four and five <laughs> But like trying to put one, four, and five in interesting places and do slightly interesting things with them, like a couple of susses and uh, like lines, hammer-ons, things like that. Uh, there's a cheeky two in there as well, but otherwise it is just different inversions and chord shapes uh, with bass notes of um, uh, of just the tonic dominant and subdominant. See, I, I think this is interesting because, like you said, you kind of pared it down and like went for more simple chord progression and stuff because you realized the time was ticking like reflecting on it now like do you feel like what am i trying to say like working against the clock and trying to pare things down and make them simpler do you feel like that actually yielded uh better results or on average or a bit worse or how do you feel about that i mean it's better than some of the week-long songs that i've written let's put it that way um I think it's very basic. I think the words could do with a bit of a polish. Uh, there's a couple of lines in there I really don't like. But uh, just it's also kind of like a, just a thing of like, okay, you can do it this fucking basic and you can make it interesting. I think I might be able to do this. Uh, provided I keep trying and doing at least one different thing in each song, which I did try to. Didn't always succeed, but I tried. Um, <laughs> uh, what else was I going to say about this one? I don't know. This is, oh yeah, I was saying as well, like um, last week, I think, that I um, got to the point where I realised what I really like in songs and what I don't like writing. Uh, is I like songs where, like, by the end of it, you really have gone to a different place with the lyrics. It's moved forwards. And a lot of my songs and a lot of uh songs that i have heard uh that i just do not click with are songs where like it the story goes something like there's a problem i feel bad still feel bad and the songs ended and i'm still feeling bad i just kind of like <laughs> thanks for describing my songwriting style there. <laughs> no but like uh there's there's different ways that you can like uh uh do songs like that but then Sorry, the frog in my throat. Oh, uh, there are ways that you can do songs like that, but still like hint towards an exit. 
which I sort of realised. Yeah, no, I yeah, hear you. Yeah, yeah. Development is quite important. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you're just like moaning without like giving any interesting perspective on it at all. Like uh, it's one of my pet peeves when you hear like songs saying like, "I wish we could go back in time because things are bad," and that's it, and that's a song. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, do you want to elucidate on that? No. Okay. Cool. Uh, which I think this song suffers from a little bit, but I also like it was, it was early on, so like I was still figuring that out. But uh, I've had this before when I've written songs uh, in the seven week challenges, where I have songs like this, and having to write so many of them close together really clicked for me. Like, no, there has to be some forward momentum in there. So that's like a real takeaway from the challenge. That's not just like, oh, this song should have a bit more uh, of a narrative arc. It's like going forward now. I imagine you'll do that as kind of a rule of thumb. Yeah, unless I really mess up my songwriting. Uh, uh, it's a hard thing to incorporate like every time, though, I find, don't you? Like, well, it's not because it, e we always aim to have that sort of overarching thing where there's a development towards the end or whatever, but it's tough to do sometimes. Well, it doesn't even need to be like, uh, like, oh, I've gone through this massive journey and I've like come out the other side and I'm so much a better person, or like I've said to this person that you know I think that this, that, and the other. Um, it can literally just be like, okay, this situation sucks, but it changed, or this situation sucks, but here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, you even mm. just need like one line or like one like um melody section or something in fact uh fletch one of your songs recently as um some kind of way yeah. <laughs> is quite a good example of this i was wondering like... if he slides to sort of name drop myself with that one but yeah it, i was gonna say exactly what you were what you were talking about there where yeah i think yeah it's just in the chorus i've changed like a word where it was um uh first chorus is like didn't think that things would change or like could change and then and then the outro of the song at least on the recorded version because i know the live one goes back to another chorus yeah. but like on the recorded outro and it's that melody section with on how things yeah. did change. so then no but in the second chorus even it's like didn't know that things would change so it's like first chorus round is like oh, i didn't think things would change and the second ones didn't know that they're changing it's almost like oh that's cool but that that sort of subtlety where it's like um like if you're not paying attention to the song you don't notice things have changed and it's sort of the way sort of in life sometimes as well things kind of like sneak up on you so uh and then yeah the sort of outro mm. like builds on that but yeah i definitely agree with you where it's like you you know you don't have to be in your face with it but there definitely should be some sort of development throughout the song even even like a small amount yeah, you don't 100%. have to. Have, you, yeah. you don't have to have walked the earth, but you need to have made some kind of journey. Yeah, I think the way you did it with that one, Fletch, as well, is really cool because, like, it's uh, it's not like in your face, like you say. It's almost just like that subtle, different change. Like, I think I know that sort of like just one word. Like a listener could take a different meaning from that, but it's not like overblown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying trying for. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I just like stuff like that. Like I especially with lyrics like I, I spend a lot of time on like genius.com <laughs> just like adding my horrible takes to other people's songs <laughs> like 
I think they meant this. That's so such a good website for that, isn't it? It's just like kind of yeah. getting those little meanings. It's great. Like one of my other mates who uh, like records and puts stuff out, he loves it. Like we both are, like whenever a track comes out, we're putting stuff on there. And I think I think something that I've almost now like started putting less on there because I used to love being like everyone look how smart I am and then <laughs> but I think having that having the subtlety in there and then I can't remember who it was who it was I was listening to but they were saying sort of like one of the most important things for music is that the listener can put their own life into the sort of frame of the song yeah yeah totally and like you know you shouldn't like if you really really have one specific thing to say that's great but still have it open enough to like let people get their life into it you know because that's 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 when people sort of care about what you're saying is when they can relate to it so yeah i kind of almost thought with i'm like with like the genius stuff is like i'll I'll put like i'll put something on the ones i'm really really proud of and like so i think for some kind of way i've highlighted that little line but uh like in the chorus where it changes but you know, I'll try and try and leave it a bit empty now. And then then people can try and like make their own Yeah, absolutely. Leaps. And they make Sorry. Like, they they can make their own calls with it and then think I'm smarter than I am. <laughs> That's the thing, you say less and no one can prove you stupid. <laughs> like, he meant this and I'm back on genius like a month later, like shit, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, saying. I'm gonna nick this for introing the song live. Uh I think there's a there's a great um a great piece you bring up there, Fletch, about like that thing of it being almost open enough to put on somebody else's life. Like it makes me think of that old uh saying, I can't remember who said it, but that which is personal is universal. So if you write about yourself quite specifically in your own situations, if it's personal enough, it'll probably mm. apply to loads of people out there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I I've not heard that one, so that's quite good. I'm showing my showing my lack of culture uh, I, I just collect these little aphorisms i have no idea who said them or anything i just <laughs> just a little list on the phone of like funny thing that was said clever thing that was said. <laughs> yeah yeah no i like that so shall we take a listen to grow together which is the song that um you guys wrote together um i will take a listen to it and then um and then sort of like yeah set the scene of like how you wrote it together because like we i don't i think this is like our first collaborative song that was written on the podcast so it's gonna be really interesting to hear it about i believe that's the case yeah oh cute sweet okay let's nice. take a listen to it sunday morning i took you home to keep me company when i'm alone we can watch out the window together council towers and heavy skies let's make the most of the winter ride and keep the curtains open till seven i've only got fools to work with so you can live on my windowsill <laughs> together I know it'll be a while before I have a little more So if you can wait, I know We can grow together I 
Once the neighbors try to part, the social drink is often dark. They split a glass of water together and count the hours to spring arrives and brings the light that we've been deprived of all these months. I've only got fools to work with So you can live on my windowsill Until I've got something better I know it'll be a while before I have a little more So if you can wait, I know We can grow together I love that one solitary piano note at the end. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, that was Grow Together. That was uh, a song by Declan and Fletcher James. Uh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, how did it all sort of begin? Like, because did you write it in the same room or like send things back and forth? Like, set the scene. How did it work? Uh, well, basically, it got to the point where I was at the twentieth uh, of the month, and I'd only written like seven songs. I had ten days left to write uh, another seven songs, and it was getting to the point where I was feeling a bit like uh, I needed something to reinvigorate the process. So again, thinking back of like well, I need to do something that I haven't done before. And then I thought, wait a minute, I go to open mics every week with loads of talented people. Why don't I ask to write songs with them? Um, and I did. And uh, uh, Fletcher, you're one of the people I asked. And you're the only one that actually we managed to sit down and do it together. Um, wait, am I actually? But yeah, I was... Because for me, this one, like, once we got this done, this sort of Put the wind back in my sails for writing like uh, i noticed an uptick in quality in my own work afterwards it's just nice to like get another thing done and get something done that i would never done before had you done any oh, collaborative yeah. songwriting before this uh, a little bit i've done sort of like guest verses and i've sort of helped like i've got a couple of mates that i uh sort of no, through no from uni who sort of record and produce a bit so sometimes when they've been like working on something and oh i'm not really sure where i want to go with this or I'm not sure about that you know i've done a bit with them and i've done a few guest verses uh so uh one of my mates uh nathan well he's proper edgy it's like nthn but um <laughs> um god he'd hate me if he heard this anyway um <laughs> but yeah so i've done like the odd little guest verse and stuff on that uh some of some of his stuff which is like quite cool but obviously it's a bit different to like starting blank slate with someone so yeah this was really cool so like when you guys got together in the in the same room uh how did it work were you both on guitar were you both like contributing lyrics or sort of like what was the first seed that started off this song well we both went on guitar because fletch plays piano because uh, he's a proper musician. Piano is a proper instrument, uh, actually, yeah. You heard the whole one note that I contributed. <laughs> but, um, 
Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, because I remember this as being, like, quite a fair bit of this being, uh, sort of, like, me saying, like, okay, let's have a D major 7, then you go, yeah, and then you started going, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this and that and the other, and we'll have the validity line that goes like this, and we can do this. It's just like, this is easy. I just have to sit here and play the thing. <laughs> no, it was, it was quite organic. I think, I think the main thing was, like, with those verses, because I, so... It, we kind of just treated it like hanging out where I think I'd had like had a little cute date in the morning. Um, she then flew to a different country for two months, but we'll leave that alone. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> and I ended up buying a little, buying a little plant. Like I, I got a little plant on this, uh, went around a couple of little shops and stuff. But um, no, so we were basically hanging around that afternoon. And I was just like, oh, you know what? I just want to like write something fun. Like maybe like write a happy song. So Declan's main contribution was actually knowing how to write happy chords because that's not my forte at all. <laughs> I'm like, sad. Declan and happy chords? Everything's relative. Good <laughs> 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 response. But yeah, I mean, we just like, yeah, I think we spent like the first like hour and a half just listening to all sorts of different stuff that we both liked. And then I was just like, I bought this plant today. I was like, let's just write like a little An hopeful, happy plant. love song to my plant because why not? That's awesome. <laughs> But it's also the game of like trying to make it like, yeah, we're obviously singing to a plan, but then it's the game of how can you disguise that while still keeping it obvious. So like, um, yeah, because like the first couple of lines, it's only really when you get to the chorus that it becomes obvious. Like, hang on, what am I doing sitting on your window? So, oh, I see, right. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we we have fun with it to be honest. Like, uh, it's it's definitely good being in the same room because it sort of it is that sort of. I know. I think about curtain twitches a lot. You know, this like people just sort of sit looking out their windows at like people going by. It's very easy where I live, where I've got like this, like there's the street, there's a pub at the end of the road, there's like a like big block of like council flats opposite and stuff like. That. Like you could just stare out the window and watch people doing weird stuff all day, and I was kind of like. Well, that's kind of all that plant can do. It's stuck there. It's just sitting there looking out the window forever and ever. And I kind of thought <laughs> that was kind of just a funny sort of prompt, really. And then Declan ran with it, which really helped and did some really cool chords. That's awesome. I, I think the imagery is really cool. Like the, you were saying about like the council block and stuff like that. And like the fact that you paint this picture of your surroundings, but through like the vantage point of the plant, I, I really like that. And the fact that you're kind of dancing between like, like now I know it's, it's written from that like houseplant perspective. I kind of know, but like the fact that you're kind of dancing between like, is it like, a, are they speaking about a partner or like, you know, I think that's a really, it's not even like, I don't know. It's just really fun. You know, like it's a fun kind of cool angle. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I really, it's going to sound weird listening to that song, but kind of like listening to a fair bit of like hip hop growing up and like, like early Kanye West stuff that was all like double entendres and everything had to have like two, three interpretations. And I probably listened to dissect too much. Like uh, that's a slightly less good podcast than this that Spotify does. Um, no one's heard of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, where he like goes really in depth into these uh, like songs and all the layers in there. And I quite like, I quite like things it's like we we're saying about uh glimpses things being open to interpretation so like that uh 
like Sunday morning, I take you home and it's already like you're taking someone home on a Sunday morning. That's weird. Um, <laughs> and like keeping me company when I'm alone, like I'm alone. So who's, you know, and things like that. And, and then I've sort of, things are coming back and I'm re like rereading some of this stuff. And the, um, I just quite like the whole summer, winter sort of thing. Uh, like I definitely get like quite down in the winter and, uh, I need that. I need my daylight, and I was like, "That's quite funny because it's kind of like, like a plant where you know, like a plant, yeah. You've, you're taking like you've got this plant sitting on the windowsill, and you're just sitting there looking at the grey, rainy skies, and you're just looking out the window, and sort of like, actually, doing everything you can to get a bit of like daylight. So like a bit like keeping the curtains open till seven because that was like when the sunlight actually makes its way around the block of flats. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> so you actually get some daylight in there and uh yeah just sort of things like that it's just quite good fun yeah but then that kind of summer winter thing it's also reflected in the chords slightly because i think what we decided uh when we were getting to the chorus is like well okay we've had like a major seven we've had a sus six we've had like the diminished in there because diminished chords are the best um <laughs> and we've had these weird things and it gives it quite a sort of like happy but moody kind of angle which is kind of good for mm. like being inside in winter uh, but when you get to the chorus, it's really got to be like happy. So just at that point, it just breaks to straight D, G, F sharp minor, G, D, A, like stuff, like really basic chords. Oh, that's a smart change up. I like that. Yeah, it was uh, really Cause cool. Because that, yeah. that is a subtle shift, isn't it? It's like kind of going from these exotic things to something a lot more sort of straight ahead and almost like pop centric or something. But then that ties in with the words as well, where it becomes like a you know less about observing the world and more like you know i've only got four walls to work with but like we can grow together and all that stuff it becomes more about the stuff that's happening in the room than the stuff that's being observed outside mm -hmm. and yeah that sort of ending of sort of trying like trying to go for like a sort of hopeful ending where it's like yeah it's great outside at the moment and yes like i'm 27 and i pay a large amount of my income to a man who owns the whole street but maybe one day like Preach. i'll have well you'll have a choice of rooms to be in or like even a garden maybe and things <laughs> like that and, <laughs> yeah. and it's like the plant grows and somehow like i do too and it's like uh no it's a bit we did uh <laughs> i don't know if we argued at all but there was definitely some conversations over the cheesiness of this song and uh declan won I was just like, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write something happy. I'm gonna, it's gonna be really, really out there. And, and, and Declan was like, okay, but like, maybe, maybe it's an artistic quality though. <laughs> <laughs> he has a knack of winning those kind of arguments. I think <laughs> it's just like I, I talk louder and longer than everybody else because I'm the smartest and cleverest person that ever there was, and I have and the humblest. no ego whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, no, but that was a lot of fun writing that song uh even just mucking about of it at the end there like i still thinking like how on earth would this get produced because there's a couple oh, God, of ways i just don't do know it. i almost think it would just it's just like just voice note quality works for it i just think that sort of i think and this is going off on a tangent from songwriting to producing but uh Haha, you made the mistake of inviting me, so here we go. Um, <laughs> like, you've been, I think we've been seeing it a lot like the past few years where actually the sort of, where anybody can 
have really high quality recordings from their bedroom and because you've not got studio time like you can just produce and produce and produce and produce something um and like i mean i would never do this but you can just spend like two years working on like 20 minutes worth of music um again not that i would do that um (laughs) he says um but yeah i think for like some stuff like just having it sound like live and rough brings a bit of life into it like i was listening to that sort of voice memo one and like the bit like we start laughing part way through it i think that's like really cool so i like uh yeah i don't know i'd even do like minimal stuff to it i'd probably just sort of i don't know maybe record it into like a sort of nice phone app but i think like phone mics are underrated like there's I a agree. load of like childish Gambino tracks where there's oh, I can't remember which one it is I think it's but it's off of because of the internet and the whole track starts and it basically sounds like it's come through an iPhone mic and then like halfway through the like instrumental changes a bit and then like you can hear he's obviously switched to like a proper studio mic and that's oh, just so cool but like that sort of phone quality because everyone's used to sending voice notes and things back and forwards it's it, it's actually almost more relatable now to sort of normal people than really high quality studio-y sounding things so that's my tangent but uh <laughs> i completely agree yeah with i just you. think it would be really cool as an acoustic track i think something like this like something i mean we just wrote it together for a bit of a laugh as mates and something quite honest and sort of light-hearted i think would be quite cool to just keep it sort of acoustic guitar-y sort of light-hearted yeah the thing that you the thing that you'd be trying to capture if you did this again would be like the sensation of two people having just written a song playing about with it a little bit uh yeah and and i mean no matter, well, that is production i suppose like yeah but but that's yeah, something yeah. that you can't really get because neither of us are at that stage now uh you know we've not just finished the song it's been written for about a month, so just have to like uh, forget it, forget it, and relearn it. Yeah, <laughs> I nearly did. <laughs> when when uh, Declan and I listened through to like all the songs he wrote in February, um, when we came to uh, grow together, I was saying exactly what you just said, Fletch. Of like, this is the recording. As far as I, if it were me, like producing the session or whatever, or you know, however you want to put it. I'd be like, don't do anything else to it. Like, if anything, just, like, add reverb to it, maybe. But, like, I think the fact that it it has, yeah. like, you know... It's a shame uh, about the sort of noise gating that is... That I'm not sure if what that was recorded on, uh, uh, That was recorded on my telephone. No, but as in, uh, like, which app? Because, like, have you guys sent an Instagram voice note? Because... Yeah. Not for a while. They're nice. Like, they're actually nice. And then you send one on WhatsApp and it's like, we're going to just slam anything that's under, like, minus 3 dB. <laughs> it's, so essentially it's what you're saying it's is the that same I company. should have had Instagram open when we're... <laughs> when yeah, we're like if you, which is hilarious because if you try and post a reel, then Instagram slaps the audio into, like, the last century. Like the worst it's compressor really ever. It's confusing. It's horrible. 
like it's so bad i've like when i'm like when i do like reels to promote releases i use the mix not the master because they apply that much compression that i just i just <laughs> use the mix because they basically slam it up more than like the mastering limiter that i would use it's weird uh, the thing with that might be the same thing that happens to radio stations, because, like, obviously recording levels have varied throughout the years. You don't want one track noticeably quieter than, mm. like, uh, a more modern one, which might be more compressed or might have anything like that. <clears throat> so radio stations stick heavy. Oh, yeah, no, I get, I get why they're yeah. doing it. It sounds shit, but, like, that, that's, that's yeah. a, uh, one thing that they've got them eye on, that they have to keep everything the same volume. Yeah, I mean, their excuse is they're doing it live, whereas Instagram could just look at the file and go, that's loud, and then leave it alone. Um, that's but, a good point, yeah. Anyway. They, they just try to... I like, guess that's they're the thinking, like, radios, most, yeah. most consumers, like, of Instagram will just be, like, uploading any old thing, so they just slap, like, the most aggressive mm. uh, channel strip of compressor and everything on it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, but it's just not good. weird. I... <laughs> like for a platform that tries to be all pro artist and stuff and it's like oh no but not yours like if you pick someone else's song to go on your reel it will sound perfect if you try and use our platform to promote your own music we'll crush it yeah particularly like ahead of release where like there's no official way of like like taking the track from spotify or something yeah no well exactly hey Fletch, this is a really uh left of field question but you said uh uh, you take influence from the early Kanye West albums. Uh, what's your favorite Kanye album? Uh, depends what day it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good answer. Honestly, I'd say if I'm like creating and I'm sort of, if it's in a sort of big energy sort of way, Jesus, like Jesus is a crazy album and mm. like pushed a lot of stuff forward, I'd say. And it's, yeah, it's. One of those ones where I think if you don't get what he was going for, it might just sound like he's just completely mental, which I will say the more recent stuff definitely does. But I think Jesus was right on the cusp where, you know, he still was him. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, yeah, (laughs) crazy album. And then like, if I want to be like Little Sad Boy again, like 808s and Heartbreak, but like, again, that pushed the sound forwards massively and like like the flack he got when that came out versus like the amount of people that are now doing auto-tune sad boy r&b like it's half of spotify is people going like hey 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 don't say you will like you know what i mean and the sort of people like keep your love locked down is like the template for like the past 10 years of r&b or something like that is that is a crazy album to listen to now through the lens of what people are like making now but then again from from the sort of like double entendre sort of thing yeah like what i was on about in terms of my own writing was probably like late registration like growing up on that and hearing like some of the lyrics off that were just uh amazing <laughs> you know some of the like double entendres yeah. in this part where I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Um, oh, that whole album's full of them, isn't it? Of... Yeah. It's yeah. So I don't know. It's it's weird to. I feel I feel like I have to be cautious 
<laughs> they're all yeah. so different i guess yeah. aren't they he did good stuff like yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no that's the thing as well they are very different and mm. uh i think that's quite important that uh yeah things like that you and, don't do the acdc uh, wrote an accident accidentally make 15 albums that are the same in a row <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's cool. I was just curious because um, it's not often... It's kind of weird to say because he's super famous, but it's not often you meet a Kanye West fan. It's not often I meet a Kanye West fan. Maybe I'm just walking in the wrong circle. Oh, it is. They're just too scared to say. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to uh, to my offerings uh, for this episode. Uh, the first one is the third song I wrote in February, and it's called Irish Goodbye, and it goes like this. Okay, this is song three. Irish goodbye, seventh fret capo, played in A. Well, 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 I think that you can tell. Broken ties and loose connections seem to suit me well, well, well. Hey, 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 you'll see me on a sunnier day. I've got an IOU, I felt affection. Hey, 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 I didn't mean to make you feel like a drag. Hey, hey, I got a If there's a doubt up in your head at all I'm sorry baby I was such a fool I don't know where to begin Just another Irish goodbye But I lost my pride When I went outside My, my, my My, my No, no, no You see me when I'm trying to go You ask me to stay When I'm walking away I say no, 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 no No, no up in your head at all oh, no. I'm sorry baby I was such a fool oh, no. I don't know where to begin Na 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 na
really nicely i think it's got a few of those um major seven chords which you were mentioning were in uh grow together um just it creates that kind of like yeah. hawaiian kind of uh tropical almost sound doesn't it in this sequence yeah i love them just for starting a song because like they're unstable but they're pleasantly unstable pleasantly so unstable that not like that's how my last wife described yes. me that's my tinder bio <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first line on Grinder. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Yeah, no, this uh, this one. Um, I'm trying to think how it began. I was saying to you guys, like when we were listening to the song, like, uh it's difficult to put your mind back because right now we're like two months on from when we wrote these songs. So, I think it began with the guitar part, that just the, or not even like the chords, just the sort of like ding 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 ding. Which is kind of one of my go-to uh, crutches. Like it's a very easy thing to lean on, um, and I think there was a an element of kind of not, hmm, like not shying away from those tropes, I guess. And so yeah, just kind of like relying on that and coming up with a chord progression that, like you were saying with uh, glimpses, Declan, was just pretty straightforward. Just sort of like one, four, five, six. I think there's like a a four like a, a three in there just to kind of like get into the um chorus yeah just to kind of get into that section because that really marks that out as like yet yeah, we're accelerating to a new section here and now back into the rest of the song kind of thing it's a nice little touch i like it i think there's like a few subtle things i like to do to you know illustrate like okay right this is a different section of the song now one of which is to use a chord which hasn't been heard yet in the song so like i say using the three so in this case an e major would be uh g sharp minor to get up to the a but then also pushing those notes so you haven't had any pushes on the beat for the whole song and then all of a sudden you've got a new chord and you've got a new rhythmic change and so i think those two things kind of go together to be hopefully somewhat ear grabbing ear grabbing that's not a term but you know what i'm saying see i've just realized i tend to do the opposite i tend to push every note and play it straighter in the choruses one example of which is actually grow together the verses are slightly pushed slightly swung and then it's a lot straighter when it gets to the chorus oh yeah that's true yeah but it's, but it's a cool thing to sort of just change the feel of something just like just to mark out sections yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, mm. I think this one was one where the lyrics came at the same time as well. And uh, it's just kind of this um, 
I, I always like to kind of like, you know, whether I'm watching TV or having a conversation with someone or reading a book or whatever, if I come across like an often used fra- phrase or like, uh, you know, a bit of lingo or nomenclature or whatever that I like, uh, like Irish goodbye, and I've got loads of other examples of like bits of phraseology and stuff that you pick up. Irish goodbye is a really nice one. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, an Irish goodbye is when you just leave like a social gathering or whatever without saying a goodbye or see you later to anybody. And uh, Ah, my default exit. And that, honestly, is a bit of a uh, fantasy of mine. I would very much like to, uh, just when I'm done with something, just leave. But uh, it always feels rude and whatever, you know. So. Oh, mate, it's um, such a treat. It's such a treat. You know, and you just, especially like, Yes. And you get to that point in like a party or something and you just think, you know what? I I, I think bedtime. Totally. I've had my fill. (laughs) That'll do. And then I always end up sending the awkward like. I think other things are calling me right now. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry I left, guys. Like the next day. But that's fine. Yeah. If they're your real friends, they won't mind. And like for me, I'm the worst at parties and stuff because like it gets to like nine, ten o'clock or something. And I'd like to say it's because I'm getting old, but I was like this when I was like 19. And I'd be like, I just suddenly picture like, oh, Netflix in bed and a cup of tea and some biscuits. Ah, oh, that's way better than the party. <laughs> so, I mean, it, like, I mean, I kind of joke, but like, that's true. And this that's what the song is about, really. It's just that thing of being done with something and just kind of wanting your alone time again, which is, I guess, something I want to own more. But, you know, I can own it in song, maybe not in practice. <laughs> Well, own it in song, then you can own it in practice. Like one leads to t'other. I like that. But uh either that or just stop caring what anyone thinks of you. That's worked for me so far. <laughs> now you've got it though. Yeah, like when you get fed up at the party, just take over the orgs, put this song on, and then just leave. Oh my god. <laughs> what a power like, move. Connect to the Bluetooth and just walk off with it playing. <laughs> but just make sure it's on Spotify as well so that you get the royalty for it. <laughs> <laughs> just like congratulations not only did i sneak off but i made 0.003 pence as well <laughs> yeah fuck Suckers. you guys i'm rolling in it <laughs> like scrooge mcduck oh, rolling in my fractions of pennies <laughs> but um yeah i mean like i'm trying to think of what else to say with this one but I think when it came to structuring it and structuring songs and the February challenge in general, it was really a case of um, kind of relying again on sort of like traditional structures or things that I'm used to doing. And um, so, I mean, you know, it starts kind of intro, verse, chorus, and then like there's kind of often a thing I do where I slot between the chorus and the next verse, like an instrumental section. And this was one of the examples where it's not just like a guitar solo that does whatever the hell it wants. It's like a kind of melodic theme, which is somewhat tied to the verse melody. So listening back to when we listened to it back then, I was like, it repeats those sections too often. But I think it's just because I was trying to kind of make the recording process fun. So like, oh, OK, I'm going to allow myself a minute to just noodle around and have some fun here, you know? That's the thing, because like that's the challenge of like trying to write this many songs in a month is that you still got to keep it fun somehow rather than just like uh like write 14 of the same songs that you always write in a row Mm. yeah definitely i mean there's definitely that balance of like um not relying too much on your laurels but also you know 
<laughs> cutting yourself some slack where you're like, okay, right, I'm tired today. It's been a long day at work. I'm just going to write a song in G major, you know, with three chords, and that's okay too. But you know, <laughs> I think it's, it's very easy to like judge yourself for your own songs as well. But like, so for me, that was my first time hearing it, and I like didn't really think it was too much. It, like, I I think there's a lot to be said for just having fun with a track. So, like, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't feel too bad about. Well, I wouldn't judge yourself too hard with the extra guitars and stuff in there because I just thought they sounded cool. Oh, and thank I think you. That's a perspective, a perspective you don't get on your own track because you've written it and you're looking for flaws. But I don't know. I thought it was just quite nice to hear someone just having a little noodle and enjoying themselves. And you could probably say as well with the whole like Irish goodbye thing when you're saying you want to just leave and then you end up noodling about. I like I mean, that. Again, this is this is the genius thing. This is this is the thing for like when you're putting about the lyrics and there's like guitar solo three and it's like I really wanted to leave the party, but then someone offered me a slice of cake and so there's another thirty seconds of guitar now. Like And there's a friend of a friend who's just over there who I recognise but I don't know and now I have to talk to them and now I'm trying to desperately figure out who they are. Uh the awkward confused wave across a room. I love the idea of putting an annotation on a guitar solo on Genius. That's so good. Yeah, I actually think that would be hilarious. I might have to learn guitar, put a guitar solo. I might have to make a Genius account just to do that. That's that's a well good idea. (laughs) Just like uh, on every famous solo and like every song, like uh, Stairway to Heaven. Okay, so this is actually representing the fall to hell instead of the stairs. Yeah, this is like the uh, The distortion on the guitar is the crunching of bones as he falls down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) annotating guitar solos that's amazing i think we found a podcast i think we have that's awesome um but yeah i mean that's kind of that's uh all i could think to say on that one uh so we'll have a listen to end of the line now this is a song that whose title i accidentally stole from you declan so i'm sorry about that how could you to be fair i don't no, wait, I did do End of the Line for a podcast song. Yes, I you did. it was one of the first ones. Yep, sorry. It wasn't intentional. I wasn't... <laughs> sounds like I was just kind of going through a Rolodex of, like, your old stuff and being like, yeah, that'll do. But I promise it wasn't. Pause. Uh, I've forgotten all of the names of my songs. Anchor. End of the Line. Uh, that will do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes a little something like this. Okay, End of the Line, song four, A major... Walking you over calls is the only way A kid like you can learn To deal with the poverty and the lies I've told And the bridges that you're going to burn This is the end of the line for me This is the end of the line for you This is the end of the line It's an open grave at which I tend to grieve I call you a prick sometimes if I cross that line I think 
that you can figure it out In every silver line to the clouds you find There's a lesson you were doing without And this is the end of the line for me This is the end of the line for you This is the end of the line for me Life is an open grave at which I tend to grieve Uh, end of the line it's a very heavy song very heavy song heavier than you normally write yeah it was uh kind of like you were saying with uh glimpses i believe yeah like you were saying with glimpses it was that thing of like okay i write these types of songs usually and if i'm gonna you know have some good mileage with this challenge it's gonna be a case of me having to write things i wouldn't normally write so i was saying uh to to you guys when we were listening to it just then kind of off mic it was very much like the kind of thing i would have sang and written when i was 13 and had just been playing the guitar for a year and that was kind of the idea i wanted to embrace i guess was just like i'm not gonna be clever with this i'm not gonna try and uh go over the top with anything chord wise or anything just come up with a riff that's you know uh what am i trying to say like Power chords, I guess, you know? <laughs> Instant rock, add power chords. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's just a case of like with any song that's sort of like cla- uh, classic rock or like rock driven, power chord driven, really you only need like two or three sections. So like you have the main riff, like that. And, uh, and then you have like a softer section for the verses, which is kind of the same thing, but pared down so that it's not doing so much melodic stuff on the guitar. Leaves a little room for the vocal. It's like, look, everybody, I can palm mute. 
that's a potential title as well. That's good. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think because we're going to put this one on on the record we're making, um, and I think we'll do a good job of it because you you're good at arranging guitars and stuff like that. I'm not so good at that. Um, but the only thing I don't like about this, which was kind of why it was on my kind of like, you know, I had some hesitation about saying, yeah, yeah, let's put it on the record, is <clears throat> the lyrics aren't very good, in my opinion. Like, my what I came from, the perspective I came from was sort of, I'm not singing as myself, I'm singing as like um, an authority figure um, who, I don't know, whose ethos, I suppose, is tough love, like... You may hate me for this now. You may think I'm a dick, you know, but I'm going to, you know, beat some sense into you, essentially. Um, and just kind of, I don't think that's a very good way of raising a kid. But, you know, I think a lot of us have experienced that to some degree or another from people around us. And I certainly have. Um, and yeah, it's just like writing from that person's perspective and trying to kind of almost have some understanding for them in a way, if you know what I mean. But then, if uh, that's the issue, then we can sort of sort that with production. We can like you can do like things like uh, act more than sing, if that makes sense. Almost like you're in a musical or something. Uh, yeah. Where like the pitch is just there to be in tune, but the emphasis is on what you're like the little micro things and what you're saying, or like you can do things like have another voice echoing things in the background of the production or things like that. But it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting take on that kind of dynamic with like, because you know, it's a very teenage rock song. I think <laughs> every teenager with a guitar writes fifteen thousand songs that you know have this kind of vibe. I wrote several myself. I thought that um, phase was over for me, though. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a nice tool to be able to dip back into every now and then. But it's kind of interesting having that kind of uh, tonality to the music, and then having the viewpoint be like what would normally be on the other uh, uh, side of that it it would normally be like shut up dad (laughs) this time it's just like shut up son (laughs) it's an angsty teenage song (laughs) written by a 30 year old (laughs) (laughs) what have I become we're putting that on the posters (laughs) it's a good niche I mean it it is kind of a niche I guess Um, yeah I mean I'm not sure, like, kind of... I think, yeah, it's cool to have a different perspective. Like, I think it's like you're saying, oh, it's an angsty, like, teenage song, but it's like, yeah, there are absolutely loads of them, and, like, none of them will have thought to go from their parents' perspective because none of us did. So, like, yeah, that's quite cool, almost. I think it's less something to sort of feel awkward about and actually, like, it's a plus. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah, but yeah, it is. Like I know. Wow, I'm being very positive today. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Cheers. I mean, yeah, it's uh, but, yeah. I I think if you're gonna, well, for me, like if I'm gonna do an angsty song like that or whatever, you know, whichever <clears throat> description I want to put on it or whatever, I think flipping it so it's from the parents' perspective, I think salvages it somewhat, and. Ah, uh, what else was I gonna say there? Yeah. Also, I think the fact that like now I've gone through things like therapy and just like growing up as well just maturing in general you start to see parental figures and that sort of thing as rather than demigods or whatever or or you know 
their opposite like devils you start seeing them as just fellow human beings who have their flaws and stuff so it's much easier to write from that perspective as you get older do you guys find that yes but i don't tend to write about like uh parental figures that often i think the only time i have is uh like about the first time i saw my dad cry and that's about it it was a slow soppy song um but uh yeah, it is interesting just in like social re- relationships. Like, uh, since I've moved out of my parents' place, uh, I've got on a lot better with them. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're suddenly not acting the role of kid anymore. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? It's, that must be really nice. <laughs> it's interesting going back as well. Even after like a few years, like, it's been quite a few years since like I moved out for uni, and I go, I go back and sometimes. You know, especially if I'm staying for like if staying for like a week or something, and it is the sort of you get to that point of like I'm gonna obviously pull my weight a bit while I'm here, and it's sort of funny when you like catch yourself doing like chores by <laughs> choice because it's just what an adult does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 it makes you kind of feel like hey, look, I've <laughs> I'm doing my bit, but like when you were there, I imagine. I mean, certainly the same for me. Like you had that real resentment sometimes oh god i've got to do this where actually it's voluntary when you go back it's like i'll do it but you better not ask me to but it's kind of interesting like uh as well it's just the fact of living with them it's a thing because i went off to university promptly ran out of money and had to move back home for a couple of years uh which like because i'd obviously been living as an independent adult for that time i'd sort of gotten into my own rhythm of doing things and suddenly, after three years, going back to, you know, the place where I'd grown up and then sort of having to be almost like feeling that like I was forced back into the kid role. I was just like, guys, I'm a fucking adult now, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? But again, like, uh, yeah, but it is just once you move out and once you uh, like have your own space and you can just go there voluntarily then the fact that you're going there voluntarily means you enjoy your time there a lot fucking more. For sure. I mean, yeah, I, I found that um, Christmas just gone. It was really funny, actually, because um, <clears throat> my older brother and older sister came down and it was just really strange to, like, see us regress. You know what I mean? Like, we all had like a glass of wine or a beer or whatever, but other than that, we were kind of like we were when we were kids, you know, playing video games and making stupid immature jokes and stuff. And <laughs> it's just funny how you kind of go back to those old ways in a sense. Yeah, me and my sister are a bit like that, uh, just like because we were always like the ones who were into the same thing. So we both like things like Thunderbirds and Doctor Who and like Star Wars and nerdy stuff like that. And just the instant we're back in the room, we're instantly talking about, oh, have you seen the latest Marvel movie yet? Oh, yeah, and I've seen that. And have you seen what happened in The Mandalorian? Oh, that's really sweet. As a sort of last item, um, have you guys got like a song that you've been really digging this week? Fletch, do you want to go first? Oh, you know what? I'm going to be an absolute Donny. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to support my mate who I mentioned earlier, even though, wait, when does this come out? Uh, Uh, 10 days time. Yeah, so not this Friday, but Friday after. Cool. I'm gonna plug my mate because he's just actually great. Um, uh, my mate Nathan, um, NCHM.
song called flight mode which is really cool because i've not really heard something that sort of talks about this sort of thing um but basically is uh is talking about you know and you just need to take a bit of time to yourself and he's just saying like how sometimes he'll just put his phone on like flight mode even though he's just like sitting around the house and uh yeah just like the wording is like great <laughs> like the chorus is like um it's like call my number you won't even hear the dial tone i'll be back soon but right now i'm on flight mode and it's like it's just really cool so i've been like listening to that quite a lot because it's just nice that's awesome that's such a good topic for a song like you say it's like not really touched upon is it but like that's like an introvert's anthem yeah like it's quite funny there's so many songs about oh, i'm partying oh i get so many texts i'm so popular oh let's do that and it's like quite cool to have like a song where it's like i actually need nobody to talk to me for a bit i might just you know watch a movie i'm like i'm maybe i am like recording or doing something but like it's just like i'm just gonna be me myself and actually disconnect like legitimately disconnect because people will disconnect by oh i went for like a walk in the woods and it's like cool how many times did you look at your phone i think it's quite cool that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing of like taking like flight mode which is usually like you're forced to so you don't like annoy the captain or like ruin hospital equipment and actually going i'm just going to use this to sort of protect my space just to conserve my space for myself um yeah i know it's a cool song so yeah i'm um, plugging plugging my boy i think you played me a bit of his stuff when uh i was over to write uh the song yeah that stuff uh the stuff he showed me was incredibly yeah, good so yeah i did i'll be checking this out awesome we'll, we'll put it yeah, in the show notes i think too. i showed you metro that was out at the time and that's great yeah yeah, yeah no, that'd be really cool like it's one of those ones where it's sort of like I, I plug him because he's actually genuinely good like as well like if he was crap i'd just be like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a cool um topic um not only because it's unusual but um <clears throat> it's validating as well you know what i mean because like sometimes yeah. you feel like oh man i just want to have an evening where i unplug and disconnect but to have a song that actually um you know champions that I think it's quite reassuring. As sort of musicians where so much of your time is like on, well, when you're in like the release sort of time, which I am as well, it was quite cool to hear where, you know, I like wake up, go to work, come home. And then I'm like, oh, I need to promote stuff or oh, I need to make a post for this. I need to, and it's like quite cool to hear someone just going, nah, I'm going to just not be connected to any of that at all for like an hour. That's enough. Like, so yeah, anyway, but uh hmm. That's enough of me. <laughs> no man, I, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, how about you, Declan? What's your uh, what's your hitter of the week? Um, please, may we not call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that would go I've, by um, unnoticed. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've been listening to um, Annie Lennox's first album recently, and just the two big singles off of that are super super strong. Um... 
badass, obviously. I just love how the intro sort of sets up those like slightly overlapping ribbons and then like just it shows you how the trick is done and then proceeds to do the trick incredibly uh, well over the next three minutes. And Little Bird, just like her voice on that is just insanely good. So the music video is really fun for Little Bird as well, because um, it's uh, her with a load of Annie Lennox lookalikes, uh, but in all of her different like guises throughout the years, and they just all end up fighting for the stage. It's so it's kind of like a 1980s real Slim Shady video. Quite possible. <laughs> um, okay, well I've been listening to um, I've been listening to Haley Williams' new record, um, well new record, newest record a lot this week. Uh, it's called Flowers for Vases, and the song which stands out to me most, it's the first one I heard, uh, and probably the strongest on the record, it's called The First Thing to Go. And I stand to Recorded in lockdown, all recorded at her house, written and produced and performed by her, and it's just like a complete departure from like the full sound of Paramore and stuff. So, uh, and lyrically, just you know, really vulnerable and just kind of open and yeah, all that sort of thing. So, so that's me. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you uh want to get in touch with us about anything on the show or if you've got your own song that you've written in a week or anything else like that that you would like to send in why not send in an electronic letter to weekly song podcast at gmail.com nearly flubbed that but i didn't so let's keep going uh you can also keep uh an eye on our various activities on the facebook page uh just search weekly song podcast on facebook uh we will probably be updating it this week, seeing as the first episode of the new season is going out this week. Uh, so we uh, we should probably get on the marketing for that. Um, we're also on Instagram as well, which is run by Roger, which is why it's semi-regularly updated. And there's a YouTube channel as well, which is run by me, which is why there is damn near nothing on there. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, well, uh, where can people find uh, you and your music online, Fletch? Where should they go for looking for it? Because it is excellent and people should go looking for it. Um, you can find me uh, primarily on Instagram at Attempted Bangers, or I suppose you just go to my website, FletcherJames.co.uk. All my links are there. Lots of new stuff coming this year. Yeah, like you say, you're trying to release music uh, every month, month and a half or so. So that's a good one to keep an eye on. Uh, Roger, where can people find your music online? Because it is also good. And I feel people should also check it out if they have not already done so. Uh, yeah, so Instagram at Roger Heathers. Uh, on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music and all those things, Roger Heathers. New album just came out um, under the Dullards uh, outfit. And 
yeah that'll do but just check me out on all those and uh how about you declan where can people find you and your music um well should you be insane enough to want to do that uh you can head to spotify bandcamp uh itunes all the fun places uh two projects out one ep uh which is um and one album which is um uh, and that's about it really uh cool i think that's about it for this week uh so we'll see you again next week with four new songs uh thank you very much for joining us by the way Fletch. it's been lovely yeah to thank you, you man it's been really lovely to meet you yeah no worries guys it's been an absolute pleasure uh so I guess we'll be back with four new songs uh, next week. So uh, we'll see you then. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Bye.